0: Matter if you're a Christian or a non Christian, Satan hates every human because they're made in the image of God, and he'll continue to launch his attack even if we completely deny his existence. This means that you and I are in the battle whether we want to be or not. So the question is not will we join the battle, the question is will we experience the victory? The battle's going on 24 7, but Christ has won the victory, he's secured for us victory. You see, Christians don't fight for victory, but from a position of victory, the resurrection of Jesus Christ ensures our victory.
1: In this week's sermon, Kelly preached on Luke 10, 17 to 24, where the disciples returned from having cast out demons in the name of Jesus. They were joy-filled and also a bit surprised. Today on The Next Level, we'll discuss topics around these verses and more. Stay
0: tuned from Glen Ellen Bible Church, I'm Matt Morones. I'm John Vanderveld. I'm Beth Moss. And I'm Kelly Brady, and this is episode number 175 of The Next Level.
1: Good afternoon.
2: Good afternoon.
1: It's a different vibe in the afternoon. Last week we recorded in the morning. Mm-hmm. early. Early. <laughs>
2: I had I Which had lived a day by then. Remember. It was like eight a.m. and I had already lived a whole day.
1: Yeah, <laughs> wow. Well, because first you went running.
2: <laughs>
3: While I did I was do several
2: things. Yeah, yes, and, and Kelly was harvesting. <laughs> John, what do you do?
3: Early in the morning, <laughs> I usually am riding my bike. Yep, he's
1: riding his
2: bike. Uh huh.
3: Very early. No, seriously. In the what cold. do you
1: if you had a if you could choose? Do you prefer? Do you think podcasts go better first
0: thing in the morning? Did you feel more
1: engaged? Is it better in the afternoon when you've processed through stuff
0: and I think 10 a.m. is ideal for me. Mm-hmm. 1.30 is a
1: little
0: late. It's, it's a little late. It feels late. like nap time. Are you ready lunch You're ready for, dinner, you? <laughs> ready for dinner. You're ready for dinner,
2: aren't
3: you? What time do, like, empty nesters like you eat?
2: 5.31, well, like
0: 5.32 right in there. <laughs> 5.32. That's what time you eat dinner? Wow, <laughs> Jeopardy He's comes sloppy. on, and, jo- then <laughs> then it's and then it's Wheel and then of Fortune, Wheel of
2: Fortune.
3: <laughs> and then uh, a couple rounds of Fox News. Oh gosh,
1: <laughs> of my, no
2: West Wing. West Wing, West Wing. Oh yes, West Wing. You <laughs> we brought it in again. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> one of my favorite. I'm just going to share this uh, for the for the uh, enjoyment of the listeners out there. Um, one of my favorite Kelly neighbor stories. Oh, no. Is uh, Sherry came over? I can't. She came over to give us something or return something or something. I don't know. It was corn, probably. Yeah, and she was uh, talking to Jennifer, and this is like right when we moved in. You know, like we had been neighbors for a few weeks, and 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 we just hear this, the door open across at Kelly's house, and he goes, Sherry. What do I do with the french fries <laughs> in the oven? <laughs> I thought you were
2: going to say, Sherry, it's 5.31. <laughs> Where's my dinner? <laughs> what do I do with the french fries?
3: <laughs> <laughs> like the timer had gone off know,
1: and you didn't know what to that, do. You didn't know was, what to do. It's not beyond belief. That's, That's hilarious. hilarious. So this weekend, bummer. No service.
2: Yeah, there was no no indoor or anything. Just no service. No outdoor. No
0: outdoor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just no online. in-person service. Mm-hmm. We have one the more online. week where we're going to try and squeeze in an outdoor service. I haven't. It's not going to happen. John says. <laughs> no, you don't think. <laughs> the
3: forecast is pretty bad, but you know what? We've had forecasts mm-hmm. a week before, and then it turned out to be some really nice it was Sunday borderline weather line
0: on Sunday. Mm-hmm. We might've squeezed in about three quarters of our first service. Yeah. The and it started. would have been very cold too. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: So it's, it's, it, the forecast does not look great for the 25th, but we're keeping an eye on it. Mm-hmm. We're going to, we'll go as planned and then we'll make decisions as we, we get closer offer. to it. Cause the weather forecasts have been pretty crazy yeah. lately. It's just what actually is forecasted mm-hmm. happens like half the time. And so we wait until we absolutely have to make the call. Yep.
0: We do offer an indoor service this Sunday um at 11:30 if people want to sign up for that. We haven't had many takers. Um so
3: and then the no, November 1st no outdoors we're all inside. We're all inside all the yeah. time. So
2: I'm glad you bring up the indoor for this Sunday, though, because I would have assumed if the weather was bad, there may be nothing, but there's still an indoor option if people sign up. The
0: difficulty with the indoor service, yes, you can sign up. You have to sign up by noon on Saturday Okay. because we have to make a call with regards to kids ministry and Mm -hmm. programming.
3: And um, volunteers for worship and everything that goes on.
0: We've been been canceling the indoor service for lack of signups. Last Sunday... We had some people who, when we canceled the outdoor service, wanted to sign up now mm-hmm. for the indoor, mm-hmm. but we can't retool that quickly. Right. So
2: So by noon on Saturday. Yeah.
0: We have to make the call by noon on Saturday.
2: Okay. That's good info.
1: So we will be inside November 1st. Yep. No outdoor services. Mm-hmm. All indoor. We are Taking precautions and getting everything in line. And yeah, you've ordered some special gear,
0: some plexiglass to sing yes. behind.
1: Yes. Oh. So this is one of the advantages of having Beth. an incredibly oh. deep. <laughs> yeah. This affects I you I think I gotta Beth.
0: go blackout on my days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> I'm looking at it in real time right now. It's just like number one blocked Locked out, out, <laughs> out, <laughs> November out seven, blocked out, number seven, joking.
2: I've um, seen those. Yeah, my husband has them at at school as a teacher. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, So one of the advantages of having as deep of a stage as we do, because our stage is incredible, we're sitting on it, our platform, we're sitting on it right now, it's incredibly deep. Um, We're able to move the entire band back, even the front line of it, uh, a good 10 feet almost, Mm -hmm. maybe eight feet. Um, So so the front line of the band will be there. And so there'll be eight feet of space between the front line and the edge of the stage, and Mm -hmm. then a good deal of space between the edge of the front of the platform and the first row so there's already you know ample room Mm -hmm. right ample space um and distance and then we're also going to have in front of our front row of singers which there'll only be three total max we're going to have floor standing uh four feet wide six feet tall plexiglass
2: ah see i was picturing the ones that you wear like glasses but it covers your face
3: Oh, that's even the shields. better. Uh-huh,
2: the shield, the clear face shield. The, yeah, the shield. Like you so can can then you can something. do
3: some welding after.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They'll be all
3: good. I up. like that.
2: Yeah, you guys yeah. are taking good precautions. Actually, yeah. when I walked in today, I noticed the hand sanitizing stations, the signs around that say yeah. "wear a mask." Remember, you're social we distancing.
0: A, we had a wedding Sunday mm. uh, afternoon, so we had a little trial run in the mm-hmm. building. But um, yeah, good. Yeah, so we will
1: try to get our folks as much information about our services as we can and uh, so that you all can make the most informed decision mm-hmm. that you can.
0: Great. So,
1: yeah. So, I, I'm excited to get back in. I really am excited to have the worship leaders back on the platform and yep. doing it. doing our awesome. thing. Kelly's going to have a plexiglass too actually. Yep. He'll have one uh, in front of the preacher whoever. Mm-hmm. We're just
0: in? wanting to be consistent, you know, it was either the Vocalists and preachers wear masks, like everybody else in the room, mm-hmm. or that we buy some plexiglass, um, and so mm-hmm. we're just trying to be cautious and consistent. Yeah, great. So we don't cause anybody <laughs> stress or
2: yeah,
0: um, raise questions. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to be consistent. Yeah, great. All right, well let's
1: let's get into some questions. Question number one: Do you think that we might label something difficult that we are going through as spiritual warfare? and it really isn't
0: how can we know if we are facing spiritual warfare yeah you, you know i remember the uh, you know the phrase the devil made me do it i think we need to be really cautious at blaming somebody else for what we get entangled in or particularly yeah if if we're caught in a sin or we're tempted to a sin uh, historically it's the difficulties we face have been Put into one of three categories, the world, the flesh, or the devil. Um, and so the flesh is, is just um, the evil that dwells within my members, to quote Paul from Romans 7. Uh, he said, no good thing dwells in me. And then uh, James writes that we're led astray by our own evil desires. So we have, we have a, an appetite for sin that can lead us into difficulties, uh, temptations and sinful entanglements, uh, and then the world would be—so that's the flesh, our own appetite for evil. And then the world is the collective sinful influence of all people. We, we can influence each other negatively and um, contribute to one another's problems. And, and then finally, uh, the devil. So the world, the flesh, the devil. In that historic description of why difficulties come our way, only about a third of it is could we pin on Satan— Humanity is responsible for the flesh and then the collective evil found in the world. And so I think we need to actually be really careful at describing something as a, a uniquely spiritual attack. Yeah. So think- when
2: would you describe something as a uniquely spiritual attack?
0: Well, um, I, I don't know that I spend a lot of time I, I uh, trying to parse the difference. Mm. Um, so from a, just a pastoral theology perspective, if, if I'm facing something personal, my family's facing something, then I will, I'll seek the Lord in prayer. What's going on here? Uh, what, what brings this to us that we're having to face this difficulty? Is this uh, a part of, uh, the flesh or is it just the world in which we live, uh, the collective elements is in, or is this, us so I'll pray about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll try my best to listen to the Lord for an answer. I remember I was going through something several years back, uh, probably a decade ago now. I was just so frustrated that I was having to deal with it and, um, and just seeking the Lord on it and, and just heard from the Lord just with real clarity, it's going to go away. And of course I ask, well, when, cause I'm mm-hmm. sick of this and I did, never heard an answer, but it slowly. And I mean by slowly over many years, mm-hmm. it subsided and, uh, wasn't battling that particular difficulty anymore. And so I'll seek the Lord. Um, the the remedy if it's if it's uniquely of satan is fairly straightforward it's a submit to god resist the devil he'll flee from you so at a pastoral level when you're sitting with somebody you're going to ask well what are you doing to submit to the lord How, how is your life acknowledging his lordship in your life and are you submitted to him and then are there any doors that you may be opening to spiritual influence in your life um that you, that we need to close. We need to resist Satan. I think a lot of folks spend hours in front of really bad television, mm-hmm. where sin is being depicted, and we're watching it, or or hours listening to music where sin is being described in lyrics, and then they're they're often wondering, well, gosh, how did I get entangled in this particular sin? And so. I think we we need to be aware of what we're submitting to, what we're submitting ourselves to, our time, our energy, our minds. I don't know if that's helpful.
1: Yeah, when when people when Christians
0: when they give the devil credit for
1: something when they get when they say like the devil is just the satan's is bringing this on me whatever. Do you think most people mean like like he is directly influencing right now? Like well cuz one we know like, satan's not uh, omniscient, he doesn't have God's attributes, right? Right, and so, uh, so I don't think it would be accurate to say that Satan could be everywhere at every time and right. influencing different people at the same time f- directly. So, when someone says, like, Satan's all up in my business, he's doing this, he's doing that, do you th- not do you today, think, Satan? <laughs> do you think they mean <laughs> that they actually think or feel um, that Satan is directly, or do you think it's more like? Satan has uh has created this fallout through this plan, and
0: I'm a casualty of it. Well, I don't know what people mean when they say that, but I think it could be Probably a combination both. of both. Yeah. yeah. I th-
3: I think a lot of times and I mean there's a whole big discussion on Satan, his his demons, mm-hmm. the the personification of of a Satan and of his demons, or you know, I think oftentimes people will use the word "the devil" or Satan, mm-hmm. not necessarily thinking of a particular thing, a personified like a one person, a being, a being tempting them, but just the the um, sort of the darkness that the
0: spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly exactly realms, right? mm-hmm. is, yeah.
3: is 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 uh, affecting them. Uh, punishing them or persecuting them or coming after them, it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, the picture of an angel on your shoulder and a devil on your shoulder, right. and then you're listening mm-hmm. to the devil or the demon more than you're listening to the like. That's so that hokey. Feels like and, the
2: flesh. What Kelly was talking yeah. about, like what, like Whom that's our to. that's yeah. our inner.
3: And I, and I get that that's just a cartoon, cartoon picture, but mm-hmm. I think you know we take those cartoon pictures often too far, right? Mm-hmm. Where we yeah. don't. We aren't thinking of sort of the dominion of darkness, the spiritual forces of darkness. We're thinking of this one, you know, little devil character that is whispering in your ear.
0: And I, Beth, you'd ask, well, how do we know when it's a mm-hmm. uniquely spiritual being that's coming against us? And I, I think it could be as simple as utilizing the, the power of the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm facing something and I'm unsure about whether this has a, a spiritual quality like a, a, a demonic influence behind it. I'll just pray against it
3: yeah. in mm-hmm. the name
0: of Christ. Mm-hmm. And we, we know there's authority. That's a part of resisting the evil one is is addressing him with the authority of Christ. And, and when it lifts, then I know, oh, it was spiritual. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't lift, then I know it's, it's something else. I, th- I
3: can think of... Um not a lot of situations, but maybe you guys can speak to this as well, where either in a certain place or situation mm-hmm. or even an interaction with a specific person has felt heavy or different or like almost like a different level of fear inside you. that is, um, And you know that it's something that's outside of something that you've either decided to do or commit, like a temptation you fell in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's it's this... Almost like a fear, a heaviness, a weightiness, a dark, like a, that you could, you can feel either in the situation or in the, in the, per- we've had a few of those moments, Kelly, I mean, collectively yep. where we've felt like mm-hmm. this is something that is heavy and different and dark and evil, um, in a way that a isn't just a normal sort mm-hmm. of everyday life struggle.
0: I've got, I was just, as you bring this up, I was remembering, um, I can't resist a good garage sale. <laughs> and so if I'm driving home or whatnot, I'll pull over, see a garage sale. I went into this house. I immediately felt heaviness mm-hmm, in the house.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I thought, well, maybe it's just I don't like the decorations, <laughs> you know, or who knows why mm-hmm. I'm feeling what I feel. But I get far enough back in the house and the, um, the garage sale included pornography.
3: Uh,
0: yeah. And so they selling just out on the tables, all <sighs> types of magazines oh. and books and I thought, well, there you have it, mm-hmm. and just you know, I exited. Mm-hmm. So,
3: yeah, I totally yeah. get what you're saying.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah, I hear that too. I, am, I mean, when you started laying out, I like how you've you've broken this out into like the that phrase, "The devil made me do it." We got to look at ourselves, right? Like, what are we getting entangled in, and then the the sins in the world. Um, to John's point, when I think about, I had a friend who would go on mission trips pretty regularly and uh, like a couple weeks leading up to the mission trips would have these horrible dreams. Yeah, Could that be something maybe that totally. we could put into that spiritual? Warfare? I think absolutely.
3: Totally. I mean, you could probably parse out everything, you know, mm-hmm. the, right. but I think for sure that, that that's definitely mm-hmm. something, something that happens. I I can think of um uh, myself, other, any other people I know in preparation for th- certain things, like, um, you know, maybe the week leading up to like a, an event or a sermon or something. Mm-hmm. That, and then there's like these unusual hardships or weird mm-hmm. things that you're facing that, you know, and again, we, you could probably, well, this happened right. and go to the, and parse it all out. But it could also be very true that it is something, you know, the spiritual forces of evil working against this thing happening that is for good, the good of the kingdom. And um, I think your point, Kelly, is great. You know, pray against it. Mm-hmm. Resist the devil and he'll free, flee from you. Pray in community with others that mm-hmm. you won't be, you won't face these kind of evils, you know, walk upright, be, pursue righteousness so that you're not drawn to things mm-hmm. that are dark and evil. And, I mean, there's, there's lots of... Um,
0: I, won't, I don't want to you know, say it's um, elementary spiritual warfare. I wouldn't describe mm-hmm. it as elementary, but it certainly isn't the type of experience that we get from Hollywood. Mm. So I don't wanna say it's a simplistic, there's a simplistic remedy here, but it, I do wanna say it's straightforward. This isn't brain surgery. Mm. Um, the name of Jesus is powerful. We see that in today's passage. Um, the disciples of Christ had authority over evil beings. Uh, Christ said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Christ had actually seen uh, Satan cast out of heaven. And uh knew that he had the victory over and the power and the authority over. so it's not that it's simple, it's not that it's elementary, but it is fairly straightforward. Um, submit to God, resist the devil, mm-hmm. he will flee from you so i I was reading a biography on uh, ulysses ulysses s Grant, the uh, civil war general for the north, and um a parallel storyline developed in in the book about a um, Abraham Lincoln. So Grant and Lincoln are working arm-in-arm arm by the end of the war. And um, The biography of Grant noted that Lincoln had horrible sleep, was often bothered by night terrors, night mm. visions, night dreams. And I just think of the spiritual warfare going on in America during the Civil War and just the ugliness of slavery. And it doesn't surprise me that... It wouldn't surprise me. We also know that his wife was into Mm -hmm. all types of um, um, seances Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and had some mental health issues herself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it just doesn't surprise me that there would be the need for the authority of Christ in Lincoln's life as he's trying to break the stranglehold of racism Mm -hmm. in slavery here in America. So when you brought the, up the dreams of your friend, I thought, sure, mm-hmm. absolutely. The, the dream state is a, a state where God is active. We mm-hmm. know that. Um, uh, Job talks about it. And where certainly we can, we can do spiritual warfare in our dreams. So.
1: All right. Well, let's go to question number two. It's another question about um, demons. Why do you think that the disciples were surprised that the demons submitted to them in Jesus' name? Their surprise seems weird to me. Hadn't Jesus just given them authority?
0: It's interesting. I would agree. I, it, I'm surprised they're surprised is kind of my <laughs> response. At the same time, how often are we surprised that, uh, you know, God actually shows up mm-hmm. or there's, there's real power uh, through righteousness? I, I,
1: I go right to the prophecy conference a couple of years ago when Jennifer experienced immediate healing in an area, and it was like, and we still talk about it. We're like, I can't believe that. That's how, usually how we started mm-hmm. off. I can't, I can't believe here we yeah. are at this conference. There's a thousand people there praying for healing, yeah. powerful stuff going on, people seeing, you know, prophesying all this stuff. And we're, we're sitting here today going, I can't believe that happened. I can't believe it. Yeah. It's like,
2: well, I think that's a good point. I mean, they were probably more bewildered where like, they believed probably that Jesus gave them the authority. But when it actually worked, they were like, huh, that actually, that actually <laughs> happened. Right. He actually did what he said he was going to do.
0: Yeah, and I do, I, I I think that even our the most convinced followers of Jesus among us, the, the most convinced, we we all are going to register surprise at some level. Um, in other words, we we could all walk more closely to Christ. Um, we could all uh, believe more deeply than we believe. Uh, and so it's on, on Sunday I said, you know, I, I actually, we're not, Dissimilar to the disciples, we're more like them than the the first disciples. Than we'd like to admit, we find ourselves surprised from time mm-hmm. to time that healing comes, or that there's authority in the name of Jesus, or that righteousness brings joy and peace, just as we're told in the Scripture. And it, and I actually think it is our unbelief, our relative propensity to be surprised, that keeps us from more boldly proclaiming, more boldly mm-hmm. going in doing the work of evangelism.
2: I think you have a point, Kelly, cuz often when we pray for something like healing, I maybe it's just me, but I feel like we give God the out a little bit, like god heal this person but if it's not your will, right. you know. And so then when god does heal we're thrilled and we're surprised, but I think we give ourselves a little bit of, like, well, I want to protect my heart a little bit because what
0: if God doesn't? In the person who's suffering, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to set them up for dis- further disappointment. They're already suffering physically. Mm-hmm. I usually start those prayers by saying, Father, you've told us to pray in James chapter five for one another's healing. You've told us to do this. Now, as your children, obedient to you, we're going to pray for healing.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That seems better than praying. I with like an that health.
1: too. I don't like praying with an health. I know, right? I really don't. No, I don't I like, like to hear that. people pray with an out. If right. they are praying for me, I'm
2: like, I don't want to hear I that. don't want to hear the out. <laughs> yeah. I want to yeah. yeah. pray Ask boldly. Exactly. <laughs> Let's pray boldly.
1: Like, you don't have to give God the out card.
3: We had uh That was the Matt Chandler's um teaching at the conference. Uh-huh. I thought it was really 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 spot on yeah. where he actually in there was in Matt Chandler's a, a funny speaker, but he used a little bit of humor mm-hmm. in it, but he talked about you know, the kind of the prayer going into it, it's, you're just showing all your doubt, right? right. right. And totally. we know it might not be your will. Right. And so yeah, <laughs> if you're going to use more traditional methods, we <laughs> embrace that as well. Right. And we, you know, know. it's like, right. wait a second. <laughs> you know, just
2: was, pray for what you want God to do and yeah. then trust him with the rest.
3: I think of the belief, um, the belief, um, part that you were, you were talking about earlier and, um, so many times we are hesitant to kind of admit that we are doubting and have unbelief because it may, it, it seems like belief is either this, it's like, um, part and parcel, right? Like if you say the, the man who cried out in, in, um, when his child was healing, he said, I do believe help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, what? Well, which is- I thought you just said you believed. Well, the, it's a great passage because it's really what we've through every day mm-hmm. right and we believe I believe God is who he is my unbelief is that he's going to do all the things that he mm-hmm. says he's going to do or that you know mm-hmm. and everybody's different everybody's got different levels of doubt and unbelief um so I think there's an element of um we need to we need to not run away from that we need to um Recognize it, pray for strengthening of our unbelief. Yeah. be with others that help encourage us in our unbelief. So us looking at the disciples and going, "What a bunch of idiots?" Well, actually, right you know
2: mm-hmm.
3: we uh, were probably exactly like them in right. in so many ways. you know if somebody were to have the perspective that we have of the disciples' lives, mm-hmm. they might look at our lives in similar light, right. Mm-hmm.
1: What do you think is different about Luke 10 and Luke 9? Because I was just thinking, okay, wait a minute. Is this, this isn't the first time they were sent out. Well, the 12 in, were
0: sent out in Luke 9, and then the 72 are sent out in Luke 10. So
1: maybe is that the reason? Is this the first time people outside of
0: the yeah. 12 uh-huh. were I mean, given fair. power yeah.
1: apart from Christ? But mm-hmm. Jesus is not there with them.
0: Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be. That mm-hmm. could be. That could be. For sure. Absolutely. When was the last time y'all were really surprised that God showed up? And I don't know that we have to have an answer to that, but um,
3: it, it well, y- we have to. So <laughs> we have to define what we mean when God shows up, because God's always there. Right. When we say "showed up," we're actually talking about us being able to see and experience His yep, working right. it out, right? Like it's not like God Great was point. here one minute, and then He left, and then He comes back, yeah, and right. he, you know. He's
0: sustaining us right now.
3: He's with us. The Holy Spirit is always here. Yeah. It's us actually getting a glimpse of His working power. Um, a, a repaired, a marriage, a repaired
1: marriage is always. Yeah, that's always a moment where you. you God, I can't believe! It. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh! Like they were on the brink of, mm. of this, and then and now they're in a di- headed in a different direction, and I can't believe it. Well, of course I believe it because I know God is,
0: does that, but it doesn't always shake out that way. And mm-hmm. you know, we've been praying and. So it, we recently had a baptism over the summer mm-hmm. of someone who had started attending during the COVID season. I just thought, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's surprising and what a yeah. blessing. God's working even in the nightmare of the pandemic and drawing men and women to himself. And this person came forward and, and just wanted to be baptized. It was powerful.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was surprised, but I shouldn't be surprised that mm-hmm. the right. Lord's yeah. drawing people, particularly during this crisis. Do, is, do
1: you think there's an element of this that's good? Like, should God okay. always surprise us because He's God and
0: we're not? And mm-hmm. there's such a I guess there's a element that it's unavoidable, yeah. right? Like we're going to be surprised.
2: Well, when I think about getting surprised, you're you're mentioning big things like marriages being report, repaired, and I was thinking little things like moments where you're able to tell your kids like, "Hey, see see how God worked that out," or see yeah. in in little moments as we're shaping our kids. We're not shaping our kids' faith, but we're trying to guide our kids towards Jesus, and then He helps us out by showing Himself and His presence really clearly, and we can articulate to that, that mm-hmm. to our kids, and that brings me a lot of joy—not surprise, but it's those little things where you're like, "Oh, that's pretty yeah. awesome! Thanks for the like backup there, God."
0: Yeah.
3: I got like a front row parking spot at Costco <laughs>
0: the other day. The parking spot angel
3: showed up. God, I mean, God showed up, like, you know,
0: <laughs> I came home the other day that old lady with a walker, Total, walk the entire parking
3: yeah, but lot. I had my, I had like a little sore spot on my Source heel by. and it was like, I just knew. I came home he was Costco up. the other
1: day with a new table and I texted Kelly. I was like, Hey, can you help me carry this table in? And as I pulled up in the driveway, our other neighbor came over and was like, Hey, what's up? We all carried he it, carried in. it Boom. in.
3: Oh yeah. Hallelujah. Boom. God. I'm still and sore. And then he showed up. <laughs>
0: It's the largest table I've ever seen.
2: Costco. How'd
3: you fit it in your car? It's total tangent. Here.
0: Could not have one more inch. Could not. It they
3: manufacture
1: not those. They I mean, it that you're way, right? right. Yeah. They, they they totally. They're like this I is a mini. This fits in the minivan. I had one more. Literally, I was like, guys, I don't know if it's gonna shut. I don't. You know. Well, is
0: it? It's ten feet long, right? I mean, it's, it's giant.
1: It's enough for three people on each <laughs> side. Like it's an eight-person table.
2: Yeah. All okay. right.
3: We've got one like that. I do too. I'm like, why is your table?
1: Sherry!
2: What do you doing with the French fries?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can bring the French fries with you over next weekend. French Road life. <laughs> Here we go. I just want to be. talk to
3: the other neighbors. Like, do you do this regularly? Like, I want to, like, oh, boy, well, like, if they're sitting in their house and they hear you yelling, Sherry! <laughs> Oh,
0: here goes Kelly
1: There's again. Kelly again. <laughs> is it Fred or Tater Our neighborhood's sometime.
0: pretty awesome. We have one neighbor that I swear it's like a
3: dormitory. You're just <laughs> all in separate <laughs> it units. It's like a dorm. It's the Hawthorne dorm. Dave gets all naming.
0: Dave Getz, great guy. There are times where he is doing business in the street on his cell phone. He'll pace the street. It's oh, like he's yeah. office. Is that what yeah. he's doing? <laughs> That's no idea. <laughs> okay, here we go. That's all
1: right. Question number three: What are we to make of Satan getting kicked out of heaven? Why would God allow Satan and the demons to rebel?
0: I don't know what we're to make of it. I, I looked up a podcast I recently listened to, and I couldn't find it. I hate that one. I can't find podcasts that I've listened to. You know. You, uh, anyway, it was a... <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say about it yourself? Was a, <laughs> you started to say something, and then
3: you reverse course. I'm, no. You went, I'm...
0: Anyway. Just, I'm just so frustrated <laughs> I can't find it. Oh, it was mad. a podcast on Satan and demons, a theology... Of Satan and demons, and kind of a, a, a kind of a historic look at why was he created? When was he created? Potentially, when did the fall take place for Satan and the demons? So, um, and I can't find it, but it's an interesting question. You know, in the Book of Job, chapter one, I think it's verses three and four. Satan comes before the throne of God. God in, says, "Have you considered, considered my servant Job?" And Satan says. Uh, Well, no, I haven't. And so there's this dialogue between God the creator and his creation, Satan, who is, the name means adversary, the adversary of God, the adversary of of humanity. All that to say, uh, Satan did rebel, and today, in this week's passage, he gets the boot from heaven. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven, Jesus says. Isaiah chapter 14 describes what seems to be the fall of Satan. Uh, Ezekiel 28 describes it as well um, you can go and read those I'll, I'll read a passage here um, Ezekiel 28 verse 13 you were in Eden the garden of God every precious stone adorned you you were anointed as a garden cherub for so I ordained you. You were on the holy mount of God till wickedness was found in you. So I drove you in disgrace from the mount of God and expelled you, guardian cherub, from among the fiery stones. It's a poetic description. Uh, many think of the the, the fall of Satan. Mm-hmm. Revelation chapter 12, verse 13 is another one. Uh, talks about when the dragon saw that he had been hurled to earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. And it's a, it's a poetic look at Mary giving birth to Jesus and then Mary and Joseph and Jesus being tormented or chased uh, by Satan and his demonic host as they're trying to kill the child. Mm-hmm. You may remember Herod's massacre of the innocents in Bethlehem putting the children two years of age and younger to death trying to snuff out the life of Christ. But, um, you know, I don't I can't say why God has allowed it, but God has clearly allowed this rebellion. It fits somehow uh, into redemptive history. Um, These passages apparently describe the fall of Satan. Uh, We know that um, hell is created for Satan and and his demonic host. Um, And so that's about all I can say. There's been a lot of, you know, supposition, speculation about uh, the wise but
1: we've had that conversation before um a, a few months ago, I think about is was Satan an angel was he mm-hmm. not? Does it ever specifically say i mean it seems if you if you do take what 's here in uh, <clears throat> in ezekiel uh that or oh, sorry I, I ordained you, I anointed you as a garden cherub, then he would be say it again he would have been an angel right yeah. yeah. if you're mm-hmm. taking this well verse to be about satan
0: yeah so he's definitely a created being um there there needs to be a distinction between cherubim seraphim and angels they're not it's not all the same being so yeah he's a created being Um, he rebelled
1: right part of the heavenly host yes great for sure right Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I had always operated under the pretense, and this is even probably before uh, I became a believer, but I always thought that Satan was an angel. He was God's most precious angel. Mm. And, you know, just all of these things that I just had in the back of my mind right. from whatever I've heard, wherever. Um
0: and, and all that may be true. It, right. just, we just need to be careful. It doesn't explicitly
1: right. say it in the Bible, and I did not know that until yeah. it, somewhere in the last year. Like started mm-hmm. looking, and it was like, "Oh, okay." It doesn't actually explicitly say that, mm-hmm. but there's definitely some passages where you can infer that.
0: There's a. I'll I'll go ahead and and kind of put my toe in the water here. Uh, so this podcast I was listening to, John just sent me a podcast. It wasn't that one, although that one looks fascinating. Um, <laughs> it was a podcast I was sitting to, and it was on evangelism to Hindus. Mm. Oh, interesting. Utilizing uh, demonology. Hmm. So hmm. the biblical teaching on Satan and the demons as a, as a means to evangelizing hmm. pantheistic... Uh, religions because there are some scriptures in the Bible that talk about God's lowercase g. Oh, I see where
1: they're going with this. Um. Yes.
0: And so the, the notion is that there is a council. God has created this council of gods, lowercase g. They're created beings uh, who he involves in the running of the universe. Uh, and so when Satan comes before the, throne of God in Job 1, it's this, the notion here is that there could possibly be going on here a convocation of these uh, created beings who are involved in the running of the universe. And so when you go to evangelize, uh, those who, who worship a pantheon of gods, well, this could easily be a starting place in fact, they would say, oh, I get it now. There's one God, and he's created lesser gods who have rebelled against him, some of them, hmm. and who will ultimately be disciplined. We know that the lake of fire, Satan will be thrown in the lake of fire. But it, it, was, a, it was a fascinating uh, missiology, kind of way to do mission work among Hindus. Hmm. So,
1: Interesting.
3: Cool.
0: All right, well, let's go to our last question.
1: Question number four. Once while I was on a summer mission trip with my youth group, we visited a church that was crazy. I didn't see it myself, but we were told that the people in the church were snake handlers. Is that what Jesus means when he said to his disciples that he had given them authority to trample on snakes and scorpions? You guys ever been to a church like
0: that? No, I've only seen it on TV. You've seen it on TV? Oh, yeah, like a uh, documentary or something. Uh Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I was not. I know snake. John's
0: got a story. <laughs> <laughs> the man's been all I have, over the world.
3: Yeah, I have, I have been to several churches that were in this vein, um, but I was at a service once where they drank poison. Oh! If you wanted to drink poison, so that were people doing that? Yeah, strychnine. How are they doing now? I'm sure they didn't do great, <laughs> but it was in that same verse. It's Mark. Um, yeah, the, I was about to look at Give it me up. the verse it's handling and the poison mm. it, on your lips will not kill you and it's this it's wow. kind of a testing of god's right. it's a, it's of a, your faith not god's yeah, faith it, mm-hmm. yeah it's a testing of Mark 6:18 6, 16:18 18,
0: 18. Yeah. can you read it They'll pick up snakes with their hands, and they will drink deadly poison. It yeah. will not hurt them at all. They'll yeah. place their hands on sick people, and they will get well. Yeah. I'm down for the last part. Yeah. Actually, the sick people are the ones that had just drank poison <laughs> right. in the verse.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so I remember they had little glasses on the front of the thing, and then they called people down if you wanted to express your faith You could drink a... It was
2: their choice or they called them by name. When you say they called them down... They
3: called like a general call, not by name. And I remember the guys, I was like, what on earth are they doing? He's like, they're drinking strychnine. I was like, what? So now the question is, is it really
2: Mm -hmm.
3: poison? Mm -hmm. Is it really... I mean, there's some, you know put a little kerosene in some water, Can and just, it tastes bad. And I then just to, a you sip know, of makes 45. <laughs> same same difference.
0: <laughs> give me a sip of malt liquor. But,
3: but anyway, go ahead. You, will, you have a teaching on this I to answer know. the question. But. Acts,
0: Acts 28, verse 3, Paul was building a fire, and a poisonous snake was driven out of the heat of the fire and bit him on the hand. Mm. As a side note, this isn't uncommon in Texas. Uh, you'll, yeah. you'll light a fire. If you're not careful, you light a fire, and if the wood has been sitting there a while, like if you stack wood one day uh. and you come back to it a week later and you light on fire, be mm. careful that you don't drive snakes out of it yeah. mm. because they'll get in there and nest and whatnot. I remember that as a kid. So anyway, he gets bit on the hand, and nothing happens to him. I, I don't believe Mark sixteen eighteen, is meant to be a prescription but a description it's it's not hey, if you're really my follower, find mm-hmm. a rattlesnake and see see if you're a follower or drink poison and see if you're a follower. it's no, my followers will be miraculously spared in some cases mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Th- this will this will be and in some cases they will heal the sick um, so i i I think this is poetic imagery in our passage today. I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. I think the poetry here.
3: Well, think, those, those are things that were often associated and still today yeah. with the with darkness, evil, yeah. demons, that sort of thing. So yeah. to your point, the poetic imagery, it makes sense to us in mm-hmm. this context. Yeah.
0: I, so I what I want to say here is wisdom, the way we live day to day and the truth of the gospel are not in competition. You, you can live wisely, by that I mean don't play with poisonous snakes yes. and don't drink poison, right. <laughs> and still embrace the gospel. Mm-hmm. There, I, I often like to say, you know, uh, Moses, uh, Noah was told to build an ark. It was a really weird thing because he did it in the desert. He di- it was a strange enough thing to build an ark in the desert. He didn't need to paint it pink. Following Jesus is strange enough. We don't have to mm-hmm. do things that...
3: That's a good word. That's that, a great point. You don't have to mm-hmm. paint
0: the ark pink. It's, it's crazy enough to believe the gospel. It's countercultural enough. You don't have to handle snakes. You don't have to drink poison. Just giving your time and money and attention away to the less fortunate and really serving your spouse Mm-hmm. In reading the Bible, in praying to God, in sharing your faith—I mean, those are radically countercultural. Mm-hmm. Not watching the crap on television, not filling your mind and heart with all the ugliness out there—is um, countercultural enough. John, was yeah. that church? Was that in our Appalachia. country? Was that a different
3: Appalachia, America, okay.
0: America.
1: America. 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 Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, there's yeah there's a lot I'm of thinking
1: of political yeah. jokes to
3: be made. M- oh, small um
1: i mean i know that goes on in our country i know that i'm not like, I mean, there's shocked d- or anything
3: d- every, every once in a while there's curious. some kind of you know special by cnn or mm-hmm. whatever and they you know they'll do a mm-hmm. investigative reporting of it you'll see it come out but
0: was that the most uncomfortable you had ever been in a worship service no how old were you
3: i was in my mid-20s okay
0: that was not the most uncomfortable you'd ever been in worship service. No. You know it's They've an been interesting weird idea. Times is like at
1: GBC. Thinking about uh, <laughs> what's oh, awesome that. is like thinking about the service planning for that. The service planning meeting on the Tuesday yeah, right. prior. like, Okay, He's guys. So uh, the I the think strychnine. we're showing up it's on the time. Strychnine. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm here in planning center, and so we've got worship song number one, <laughs> and worship song number two. Where are we doing the strict <laughs> Is it should three. we do three songs before that, no, you or do First
0: chorus strict nine chorus? During the bridge, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Beth, what's the most uncomfortable you've ever been
2: in a worship service? I mean, you've been when Cuba Kelly. When is, yeah. months, right? is
3: it when Kelly uses the metaphor of birth to explain <laughs> our birth?
1: Our birth. <laughs> because that's
3: usually when I'm the most comfortable
1: in church. My my strict is drama. Is dramatic. Oh, yes. Oh.
2: Oh. yes. Like the dramatic. Yeah, that is my strip nine. <laughs> my <Yeah. strip> nine. <laughs> okay, if that's how we're going, yeah.
0: Interpretive dance. <laughs> right. We used to do that going Bible Church. The yes. ribbons and stuff. I dancing. mean. You-
2: you guys know I grew up on a puppet team. Oh right? yeah,
1: here we go. Oh my gosh.
2: You guys maybe. know I grew up on a puppet team. Like you were a circus. She's not getting I
1: remember you talk.
2: And the mime, I mean, I knew how to Conny's do mime makeup small and I...
3: Could you get out of the glass? Box?
2: No, I never got out of the glass till I took off the makeup.
3: She's gonna walk church?
1: out of here, get in yeah. her car, oh, open yeah. her purse, and pull the socks out, and be pull like, "I'm so sorry, honey. I was just." It's not. It's not not
3: you. I do I'm have just... a
2: puppet in my likeness. <laughs> oh, <laughs> how many you, people can say that? Bring
3: it in next week. <laughs> do you remember? We were talking about this just the other day because you didn't have a whole lot of Christian subculture in your background because mm-hmm. you came, you know. Yeah. So the whole like drama team where you yeah. all wore the same. Oh yeah. Cl- like. Remember we were talking about like the plays that were written to like to music, right. and it was all like acting to show like the mm-hmm. dramatic of a retelling mm-hmm. of you know. Yeah. That was really that's really. Popular. That's how I
2: grew up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was really formative for my faith, though. Like, well, I mean, it was really great. That's good. <laughs> like, yeah, it yeah. was. It was a positive Puppet, thing, Puppet but it was Angel funny. It was Apparently, fun. mm-hmm. the
0: arc can be pink. Yes. For some yeah, people, yeah, the
2: arc can be pink.
0: It okay. can be pink. There's no reason to paint it pink. We don't have to try to be weirdos. Mm-hmm. Following Jesus makes us weird It's <laughs> It was enough. popular at the time. All right.
3: <laughs> I wasn't that weird, guys. It was popular <laughs> was at the really time.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> uh, You that's all guys, know, yeah, you guys know, uh,
2: know I grew up on a puppeteer. <laughs> <laughs> That's the line of the day. (laughs) The line of the day. Most of the church didn't know that. They're all going to look at me differently. (laughs) Was there (laughs) singing? From puppeteer to detective.
1: Because you're from a musical family. Was Uh there singing incorporated in it?
2: Yeah. Uh Yeah. Sometimes. Songs. Yep.
1: Puppets.
2: Charity Church Mouse. Salty the Songbook, yeah. Salty
1: the Songbook? I
2: know Matt's like never heard of any of that. (laughs) Sandy Patty. Oh, yeah.
3: All right, let's all right, get out. Let's wrap it up, huh?
1: Yep. That's all the questions we have for you today. But if you have any further questions, comments, or concerns, especially concerns, don't <laughs> hesitate. Text the next level podcast at 630-474-6164.
3: Our podcast is dedicated to answering listener questions on two levels, answering specific questions about last Sunday sermon, and also general questions regarding broader topics within the Christian faith.
2: We love God and believe that Scripture is a primary means for getting to know Him, and our hope is that this podcast extends learning opportunity for all who want to know God better, strengthening not only your faith, but my faith and our faith together.
0: Thank you for joining us, and thank you, listeners, for tuning in to The Next Level. Prophecy.